Hello, potty mouths and pod heads. How are we doing? Oh my God. Imagine, and there's definitely somebody out there who refers to their podcast audience as that. That's really weird. I'm never going to do that again. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I feel like I always need to start off my entire podcast using that voice. Um, I call it my Frank Sinatra voice. And sometimes I sing for my boyfriend and his roommates, um, like through FaceTime. And I'll do my little Frank Sinatra. It's like, start spreading the news. That's all I can say, like in that voice. I can't like do anything else. And so that's how I feel like I start out every single podcast episode. Hi, guys. Hello, ladies. I should probably... Okay, that's enough. Hi, everyone. How are we doing? Happy Monday. Hope you had such a good start to your week already. I mean, it sounds like it if you're listening to me. That sounds like an amazing start to your week. If you're doing anything else besides listening to my podcast, what are you doing? You know, Mondays are hopefully going to fill a void for some of you guys <laughs> nowadays. Um, I'm, I'm trying for it to fill a void in mine. Um, for anyone who is a fan of Claudia, Slowski, and Phineas, it's heartbreaking because I believe last week they announced that they're no longer uploading their Monday podcast episodes. Like they are done with the podcast indefinitely, which definitely breaks my heart because it was my favorite podcast to listen to, but I get it. I understand, but it's just hard to, so now I have other podcasts to listen to on Monday. I feel like a lot of people went on podcast hiatuses, to be honest. I feel like it's one of those platforms that's very hard to keep up because it doesn't feel like it's real. <laughs> I know that sounds very, very weird, but mm, I don't know what else to compare it to. Like something that is there and isn't, like it, it almost feels like a credit card. Which reminds me, I should probably sign up to have a credit card because I'm literally 21 and I don't have a credit card yet. But that's besides the point. Nobody judge me. Please nobody give me financial advice, especially Graham Stephan. He terrifies me. But um, no, it, having a podcast kind of feels like a credit card because like it's the, – the money is – okay, not a uh, bad analogy already. Like I'm not talking about the money. I'm saying like – the the audio is out there, similar to how like the money is out there, and you know it's there. You can't really like see it or touch it, and you also don't have any well, this isn't making any sense. My point is is that it's really hard with a podcast to feel like it's real because it's just I don't listen back to my podcast, which is uh, probably my biggest flaw but I like the whole you know one sit down run and go like I'm I'm sorry but I personally don't want to edit them because whatever happens in the podcast stays in the podcast that's my personal rule additionally I am also too fucking lazy to edit out all my tiny little pauses and my mishaps and my little stutters um and I think it adds character because I like these kinds of podcast episodes. I don't like the super duper structured ones. So hopefully uh, you don't hate it either. But my point is, is that like with a YouTube video, I'm watching it over. I am editing it for however many hours. I, you know, get to sit and do the thumbnail and everything. But with a podcast, I, I just like it's it goes into the abyss. And then I know people are listening to it. But because there's no comment section, I don't get like immediate feedback. So I'm just kind of like, this is fake. Like me talking to myself Every time that I do this for like 45 minutes to an hour, it feels entirely fake. Like it feels like I am just having a therapy session to myself and the people who are responding are like, like probably like, I don't know. <laughs> 
point is, is that this doesn't feel real. It feels like a credit card. That's my point. And I think a lot of people have taken a hiatus for, um, I think that reason that it's like hard to keep up with a podcast because it's, uh, it's an hour long and not everyone has something to say for an hour, but shit do I. I always have something to talk about for an hour because I can't get it up of myself. Um, anyway, here's a little update on my week before we get started into this lovely topic that I have chosen for us today, which I'm very excited to talk about because, uh, I mean, I guess you'll see by the the title of what it is, and I've spoken about it many times, but I was like, oh, I haven't even talked about this on the podcast. Like, this is what my podcast is for. So anyway, here's a little update on my week for anybody who cares. Clementine is getting spayed next Sunday, Valentine's Day, the day of love. So that's very exciting. Can't wait for her to be sterile and... Uh, not have babies. That's very exciting to me. You know, I would love little Clem babies. However, I don't want to add into the world uh, that we already have so many cats already that are homeless and need either foster care or to be adopted. And so if Clementine were to have a baby in the future, it's going to be an adopted baby. That's all I'm saying on that. Um, I, that that's not like me being secretive or anything. Like I'm not planning on getting a cat anytime soon. However, I do check adoption pages all the time because I'm like, look at this little kitty. Look at look at the babies. Um, and, and Clementine's getting quite big and is lo- losing her her kittenhood, and so I feel the need to take care of something new. Which I have thought about fostering, especially since I live at home with my family. I'm like, now would kind of be a good time to foster. So stay tuned. That might be something that I'm interested in doing in the future because I would love, 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 love to foster. I've never fostered before. I know it's definitely hard. I'm not claiming that it's easy by any means, but I think fostering would be really fun, especially since I live in a house right now. Like I'm not in an apartment or in the city or anything. So like I would be able to have the opportunity and space for them uh, to take care of a pet. And maybe it would be a failed fostering and maybe I would adopt some. So who knows? Um, Another fun thing, I'm donating blood on Saturday and anybody who has been following me for a while knows my issue with donating blood. Now, I don't have an issue with actually donating blood. Like I think donating blood is a very, very good act. That's not what I have a problem with. I have had issues with donating blood in the past several times. The first time I, I, keep in mind, I'm not scared of needles. I'm not scared of blood. I'm not scared of like anything like that. Whenever people tell me that something is going to hurt, I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I, I don't care. Like, if if I wanted to get a tattoo on my ribs and somebody was like, oh, but that really hurts. Like, I would just be like, okay. But like a tattoo lasts forever. Like, that's just my mentality with it. Or if I wanted to get a piercing, I'm like, okay, it'll hurt for a second, but it it's fine. Um, same thing like with the Botox. I haven't talked about this on my channel yet. I am this Thursday. So for anyone who has been interested in my whole like migraine Botox update, I don't want to talk about it too much in this video because, or in this podcast, because I want to save it for the actual video that's coming out this Thursday because I'm really, really excited for that video because I think it's going to turn out super well. And super well isn't like, I'm excited to inform people about it because I wish I had watched a video about it. I'm sure there's plenty on the internet, but I just haven't looked into those. But, um... Yes, like the woman came in and asked me if I want numbing cream and I was like, um, I don't know. Like I'm I don't 
I don't know. I just was kind of confused if I should take it or not because I didn't know how long it would take for it to like set in. So I didn't know if we would have to like wait longer. And my mom's like, oh, you're definitely going to need it. Needles hurt. And I was like, I I don't care. Like I don't, it's, I'm in pain a lot in my jaw. Like a a needle will not compare. Um, So I am donating blood this Saturday because the first time I ever tried to donate blood, it was following shortly after I had my first, and I, I only had like two and a half, I say usually, panic attacks in my life. And the first time that I had one, I ended up in the hospital. So the first time that I ever had a panic attack, um, since that moment for about, I would say like two, three, I don't, it was a long time. Um, I had really raised, uh, heart rate and, you know, my blood pressure was all wonky and I was a very anxious and stressed person for a while after it. Um, and I went to go donate blood and maybe a few months afterwards and my pulse was at 101 when it's the highest that it can go is 100. And I know for some people like 101 isn't like that high resting, but um, they were just kind of worried about me. So I wasn't allowed to donate blood that first time. The second time that I signed up to donate blood was in my second dorm that I lived in when I was an RA. So the first dorm I lived in while I was an RA, but the second dorm I lived in ever. And um, the building itself was not the best maintained or like cleanest building in the world. Anyone who goes to Temple knows exactly which building I'm talking about. Like it had its issues and I guess like it was supposed to be properly sterilized and clean before they had this whole blood drive. But they didn't do that, so all of the blood drive people showed up, and they were, like, livid because the place was not as clean as it was supposed to be, and rightfully so, I agree, they probably should have been angry, but they seemed very angry, and I was really uncomfortable with the idea of, like, messing around with angry people. I don't know. I just get, like, really stressed out in that moment, and while, like, that is, you know, selfish, like, I came to donate something, I just felt so uncomfortable because the people were so, uh rude and mean and I was just like I just I don't know I have fucking anxiety um another time that I tried to donate blood I showed up and they told me that it was going to be okay but it wasn't because I had a tattoo that was a whole fiasco I showed that in some vlogs on my channel (laughs) but anyway I was never I tried three times to donate blood and it never worked out but now it's been officially a year since I got a tattoo so now I can donate blood and they're like severely short on blood. So if you have the ability to donate blood, please do so wherever you are. I'm sure they are lacking blood right now. Um, So go do that because I am this Saturday and I'm very excited for it. So what a fun time. Maybe I'll like vlog or something. (laughs) I don't know. Like what a fun weekend. Clementine's getting a hysterectomy and I'm donating my blood. Yum. Um, something else fun that happened, it snowed almost three feet, which was beautiful. It was such a beautiful winter day, and it snowed again today. And I just, uh, I, I know obviously the world does not revolve around Christmas or Christian holidays. Me as an agnostic person, like I don't care. I shouldn't say I don't care, but... I don't celebrate Christmas for the religious reasons. Well, my entire family is Catholic. (laughs) My entire family is Roman Catholic. But 
I love the Christmas season because of how much happiness it brings me. And I have this belief that I think that all of the holidays, all of the holidays that occur in November, December, and everything should be kind of pushed back to like February, but I think February should be December if that makes sense. So I think that we should shift the year around so that there was able to be snow in December. Does that make any sense? Like, I don't think it makes a lot of sense for us to do, you know, all of the holidays that are like winter holidays and religious holidays in December with no snow happening in December nowadays. So I am going to start a petition. If anybody wants to sign up, please let me know because I really, really would like to have a Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa in the snow. And I'm sick and tired of having it when the grass is crusty and yellow and there's leaves everywhere and it's sad. I'm tired of it. But anyway, the snow is beautiful and I have a newfound appreciation for the snow and winter while at home. I think I never fully appreciated it uh, when I lived here, you know, during, not during the my college years and now that I'm here and I like can look at like the little Pennsylvania mountains from my window I'm like oh my god I have really been taking this for granted um another thing that I've been doing lately is well I'm personally not streaming but my friend it's Alex's world has been streaming um he's very popping on TikTok so go check him out um but also my friend Jake Jake Thatcher he also streams the Literally my friend Jake, if you listen to I Saw Your Tweet, Are You Okay? Then you know who Jake is. But they stream on Twitch and they've been playing Among Us lately and Alex has invited me. So he's been so kind and has introduced me to all of his friends, um, which has been so cool. And I just have such a good time playing with all of them. And uh, that's how I literally on the New Year's Eve, like we did a whole like Twitch stream thing And I got to meet your mom, Ashley, which anybody who knows me knows how much I love and appreciate her and her videos. And so that was like crazy because I was like trying not to fangirl, but then she called me out like immediately because I was the imposter. (laughs) And um, yes, so we, anyway, I got to tell her like on the stream, like, how much I love her salad recipes and that was really cool. So uh, that's that's something that was really, really, really amazing for me is to be able to meet someone who I like view as an inspiration who I'm a really big fan of. So shout out to Ashley. I don't think that she's listening to this, but shout out to Ashley. Uh, so I've been loving streaming. I don't personally stream. I know some people are asking me to Twitch stream, but I feel like I'm just doing a lot right now. And I don't know if streaming is in my cards currently. Like, I don't know if I desire to stream. I have a very fun time when I play with like Alex and, you know, Jake and everyone else. And I kind of want to leave the streaming to them because while Twitch seems like a lot of fun, I am right now uploading twice a week and posting podcasts twice a week. And I'm just like, uh, that's enough of me. <laughs> like, that's enough of me on the internet for now. And I'm on Twitter. Like, that's really enough of me. I don't think the internet needs to see more of me. So while I get what it might be annoying to like only hear or listen to me speak on someone else's Twitch stream, like every few minutes, like when we play Among Us, like if you come just because you want to like, um, see me stream, I'm sorry. I just don't know if it's like 
for me, but I do want to try and go on Instagram live more because I want to talk to people because like I said, this all feels fake because I can't see anyone or talk to anyone and it's just this void. So maybe I'll be doing that soon. Follow me on Instagram to see if I do. Um, another thing, I, I love how I'm not even getting into the the meat and juiciness of this podcast episode. I'm just giving you a long ass update on my week. Um, I have been struggling to find balance with work and life during the week. I created a schedule for myself because, you know, when I was in school, I had, you know, all my online classes planned out. I had what time I had meetings with professors and mentors and stuff like that. Like it was all planned out for me where now I don't have that. And so one day I I, keep, I kept having this issue where I was having migraines during the week and it would cause me to not be able to upload my videos because I was just like poorly planning when I should be filming and editing them. And then I would get a migraine and it was like, you know, last minute and it was too late. So I wouldn't be able to upload. And I just like said to my mom, I was like, I need to come up with some sort of schedule, but I don't know how I'm able to upload on Thursdays and Sundays and how I'm able to fit that in a Monday through Friday weekday because I would like to have the weekends off. And my mom literally like pointed to the calendar and told me what days I need to film and what days I need to edit and what days I need to upload. I was like, holy shit, this was so easy. Like this was so easy. I could have done this. So shout out to my mom for creating a whole schedule for me because I've been doing this for over two years and I couldn't do it my damn self. So I've still been struggling though, because even though I have a nice little Google calendar and even though my managers and I share our Google calendars together and we're little goo cal girls, I love saying that. I love saying I'm a goo cal girl. I'm struggling to follow through with my week because it seems like every single fucking Wednesday, something bad happens, literally, and I don't know why. So I'm determined that this week, I'm not letting anything stop me. I'm not letting any hump day slump happen to me because I'm going to carry on through my week. Like a few weeks ago, I had a family emergency. It was a pretty fucking big deal. And not being like, oh my God, poor me, family emergency. But I'm just saying like, I don't understand what it is with Wednesdays. Then another Wednesday, um, something was happening with Clemmy. Clemmy's fine. But that was on a Wednesday. I was like, what the heck? And then another Wednesday, I have a migraine. I'm like, what the, like it just kept not working out. And it's been many, many Wednesdays in a row and I'm sick of it. So if you see me struggling this Wednesday, please send get well cards. Consider sending me an edible arrangement because I'm probably going through something really deep because my life seems to need to top it off every single week of what happened the week previously. But I'm not allowing that this week, okay? Because last Wednesday, I was supposed to get Botox last Tuesday. I feel like I sound so unlike myself. I know that boat saying the word Botox has such a weird connotation to it immediately. Um, because you think like, oh my God, plastic surgery. And when you think plastic surgery, you're like, oh my God, I, I don't know what you think, but I, I felt very weird being like, I was supposed to get Botox on this day. <laughs> I was supposed to get Botox for my TMJ muscle, um, to help me stop clenching last Tuesday, but then it snowed. So I got it Wednesday instead. So that was good. Like that was a good thing that happened to me. Anyway, I'm not talking about the Botox anymore. We'll just have to see for this Thursday. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> um, 
And then something else that I've been doing, especially this week, well, I'm trying to do it more. I feel like when I say this, I'm going to sound like I'm copying Emma Chamberlain because it seems like every single time that I discover something new in my life, Emma Chamberlain seems to also discover it in her life. So it makes it sound like I'm just directly copying her, which makes it sound really silly because Emma Chamberlain did not invent cooking, but I've been cooking lately. <laughs> but Emma Chamberlain has been talking about cooking lately. I'm trying not to order out. I'm trying to make my own meals, but like make brand new meals that I haven't tried before, but like buy recipes instead of me just throwing shit together because I had that habit and I would just throw stuff together. And like, while it was okay, it was never delicious. You know what I mean? And there's only so much Gigi Hadid's vodka pasta sauce without the vodka that I can take. So (laughs) here's a list of the food that I have been making the past few nights. So Tonight, I made crispy Korean tofu, which has been splendid. That is absolutely yummy. I saw it on TikTok and I was like, I need to follow this. That's like the easiest way for me to follow a recipe, to be completely honest, because YouTube videos are too fucking long. Recipes online, additionally, way too long. Like they give you that whole intro. Like it's a whole ass intro to a recipe and it's like, how to make my mother's Scandinavian buttered biscuits. This recipe is by my mother because she's not actually Scandinavian, but her great-great-great-aunt is, and she made these biscuits when she would come home after collecting rocks from the river for her koi fish pond. And, like, I just don't care. (laughs) I don't care about the backstory to all of these recipes and I've simply had enough. So if I can get an easy bam, 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 like 30 second little video instruction on how to make something, I love it. And it works out amazing every single time. So I made crispy Korean tofu. Yummy. I don't like tofu. I'm not a tofu kind of girl. I am a tempeh kind of gal. I also like seitan, but I really shouldn't have it because it's gluten, so I have not have it recently, okay? I also made mushroom risotto the other day, which was very yummy. However, it was like all with vegetable broth, and I guess it was just too much salt, so it's pretty salty. And so now it's been sitting in my fridge as leftovers for two days, and I'm too scared to eat it now because it reminds me of when I ate it that initial first day, and I was like, this is a little bit too salty. So I am going to eat it tomorrow, but I'm going to need to make her less salty. Perhaps adding a splash of oat milk, maybe? You might think that's disgusting. I don't care. Um, I also have made a bacon, egg, and cheese wrap with garlic aioli that's been inspired by my friend Kira. Um, I also made little highlight pages on my Instagram, so I'm uploading my food on there if you want to see, like, what kind of vegan meals I've been making lately, but I put that on there. And then my boyfriend has recently been trying to do, like, date nights for us um, through FaceTime since he's in North Carolina, and we're like, okay, like, we should just do something fun every single time, so... We took like fun little quizzes online the one day, not like school related. (laughs) Um, We took like fun little quizzes and then we decided to bake the other night. We made like non-bake truffle cookie dough bites and like it's, it's delicious. It was so yummy and that was just a fun good time where we just follow a recipe together and I would definitely like to do that more. He also got me a cookbook for Christmas, which is very simple low ingredient snacks and meals um and they're all vegan and a lot of them are gluten-free because he knows that my biggest issue is wanting to cook things but if there are too many ingredients i don't want to make it anymore i don't know why it just is 
I'm taking a water break, but I'm not going to edit it out, okay? Okay, I was so speedy. If you listen to me swallow, I'm not sorry. I purposely drank that so quickly because I really just don't want to edit that out because that means that I have to find it in the audio and then I have to hear myself drinking the way that I did, be disgusted in myself, have the ick for myself, go back into the audio, listen to other parts of myself speaking, be disgusted with myself some more, be self-conscious about it, not want to upload the podcast. It's a mess. It's unnecessary. We're going to get into the meat and the potatoes of what this podcast is even about and it's about romanticizing your life, but how it can actually turn out to be not so much of a good thing, I think. So what I mean, I feel like I've spoken about this before and I definitely have, especially in my videos, but I think it's just something that I've been realizing a lot about myself recently. I also didn't know the word for it before. Like I didn't know the word romanticizing until like a year ago. And prior I would just say like, oh, I missed that time in my life. But now I realize that I romanticized past times in my life that were bad. And I don't know why I do. It's not like I did this once. I did this so many times. And I I think I want to make a whole video about this because I realized that on my YouTube channel, I'm kind of shifting towards a different style of videos that, than I was doing previously. Um, not like, oh, I'm consciously trying to make this shift. I'm just more so like realizing that these are the videos that I want to make more often. So for example, I made a rant video today about why you should stop idolizing people or influencers or celebrities or anyone really. Um, And that includes myself. And I love those sit down like (laughs) essay type of videos where I don't actually do a whole ton of research where I just kind of talk about experience and my thoughts and hopefully someone kind of resonates with it. And I, I think you guys are liking those videos. I believe you guys are because I've been getting a lot of comments that they like my sit down rant style type of videos. So I appreciate that. But I think I do want to make a video in the future about romanticizing my past, perhaps. And, uh, but you know, you guys get the podcast exclusive. So you guys will hear about it months before anyone else will. And then you guys will comment on the video in a few months and be like, if you're here from the podcast, then you already know what Nicole's going to say in this video, and I appreciate you guys. So, I want to talk about some experiences in my life that I used to romanticize so heavily in my life. Um, Like, right off the top of my head, I can think about so many situations that I romanticize so hard, but they were such hard, awful times in my life that I'm genuinely confused. So, one of those is when I was a senior in high school, I was able to get out of school early essentially because I was just like done with most of my classes on I think it was like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So I would only be in school until like 10:30 in the morning. And then after that, I would leave and I would eat lunch alone in my car or I would go home and eat lunch. And I remember what I would do. I would drink Keurig, large cup of coffee, black, uh, no sugar, nothing, just straight up drink it. And then I would go to the gym and work out alone. And then I don't know what the fuck I would do when I would get home. Like, I don't remember what I would do after school. But that was my day every single day, pretty much, um, up until like I did the musical at my high school. But it was such a hard time in my life. And I don't know why I romanticize that time of my life so hard because I was so incredibly lonely and sad. It was, well, lonely and sad as in I spent all day alone. Like I was happy that I could get out of school because I hated school 
and school was really, really tough for me because I just got out of a really toxic relationship, which by the way is something that I do think that I will open up about soon because I realized that it could help a lot of people. So stay tuned for a video on that this month if I decide not to back out of it. But um, I do, I, I just struggled really bad with going to school because I faced a lot of backlash for breaking up with the person that I did. It was really fucking bad. But um, I hated being in school. And, you know, the only place that I really liked was the gym. And that's what I was using to just like cope with the hard time in my life. And I romanticized this like lonely time in my life. And I was like, oh, I was so cool. I got to go out and get out of school early and spend all this time alone. Um, and And while that was like a cool time because I was like really proud of myself and I was like kicking ass and everything, I just can't believe that I... Uh, I like miss that time and then I romanticize that something that was like so beautiful when in reality I was like really struggling and trying to like fix a broken girl like I was like trying to pick myself back up so hard well maybe that is kind of romantic in a sense like I was like really really trying to like pull myself up by the bootstraps and I mean it worked so yeah maybe that is kind of romantic see maybe maybe this like talking this all out is kind of worth it who needs therapy but um says every podcaster ever but um I also used to romanticize the summer that I met Adam um which is like pretty romantic within itself man this isn't going well like the me talking about this list isn't going so good but I used to romanticize the entire summer that I met Adam and like the music that I would listen to and the places that we would go and like the perfume I used to wear that summer like I just remember all of these very distinct memories when in reality it was a really really tough summer for me too because I just graduated and I was going to college and I just didn't feel like I was going to college like it didn't hit me that I was in college until I sat in my first college class um but I guess I do just like really romanticize that time in my life because it was such a good summer I mean I literally met Adam and I started dating him so fuck maybe this list isn't going so good okay let's try another one this one it was definitely a really really big thing that I romanticized which looking back on I'm like Nicole come on it's my sophomore year apartment that shitty building that I talked about with the whole like blood blood as in donating blood <laughs> I don't know if I saw blood there but um I did see blood on Temple's campus quite a few times though I romanticized this apartment that I lived in because I was alone and I lived alone even though the apartment itself was so so not good like that that building within itself was really not good but I loved living alone more than anything in my little uh, what is it called um not ceramic not cylinder uh what is it called cement <laughs> god I think in the in my last podcast episode you'll hear it on Tuesday with Jake and I I think I kept referring to Ascent from Lush as potpourri, but I completely meant patchouli. And I'm just so embarrassed thinking back. But yes, cement. In my little cement room with my shitty little stove that would catch the heater. Uh, well, every single time I turn on the heater, every time I turn on the stove, the fire alarm would go off. And every time I peed, my neighbor could hear me. And it was not soundproof at all. So like I would have to whisper in all of my YouTube videos. Um, but it was bad for so many other reasons. Like, so you would have to live there to truly understand. But I appreciated it more than anything because I lived alone and I loved it so much. 
Um, I didn't care about the mice. I didn't care about how unsanitary it was there. I had brand new carpeting in my room. I had two windows. I had my own bathroom, my own tiny little kitchen. I had no counter space, but I was just grateful that I was living somewhere for free. So in a way, like, yeah, it's good that I can look back at the time and be so appreciative. Um, and I really miss living alone, but I romanticize even like the hard parts about it, which were like being an RA was extremely tough on me. Like mentally, I mean, I forgot about it now, which is like something that my mom always says. Like when I, I was little and I would ask her, I was like, was giving birth to me painful? <laughs> my mom would always be like, um, a woman just always forgets the pain of giving birth. Like you love your child so much that you just forget about that pain. I'm like, I don't get it. But that's how I feel about being an RA is that I forget about all those painful times and experiences that I had there. Like there were some really, really, really dark days of really heavy things. And then I had no one to kind of talk to about them sometimes because I wasn't supposed to talk about it with my coworkers because we had to be like, if it was personal information about like a resident or something, like I couldn't talk about my day or my experience, no matter how hard I was struggling. And of course I could talk about it to like my friends or my boyfriend, but it wasn't quite the same because nobody was like truly understanding like what we were going through. Um, yeah, just some really, really hard, like heavy subjects that were going on. Um, so yeah. And another time that I would romanticize um, was my junior year of college, which anybody who knows me at all from this YouTube channel, personally, whatever, is that it was probably the worst year of my entire life. Well, no, yeah, no, yeah, probably the worst, like, semester of my entire life, fall semester, right before the panty. Um, I had a horrible time because I had a horrible roommate and a lot of horrible things happened in that building. And it was a really, really, really genuinely tough time for me physically, mentally. Um, I fell back into like my disordered eating habits because of anxiety. I felt like I was reverting back to a version of myself that I hadn't seen in years and I thought that I healed and I processed. I had to go to therapy. I had to start anxiety medication. Like it was a very rough semester for me to the point where I considered taking a whole entire gap semester, which I am grateful that I did not do because then I would have still probably been in school now to try and graduate quote unquote on time if I decided to go back. So I'm grateful that I did everything the way that I did so that I could go to online school and it worked out. I'm happy that I persevered, um, but it was just a very rough point for me. And I romanticize it for the strangest reasons. Per, like, like, I'll give you an example. I romanticize and I miss the walks that I had from campus back to my apartment and the leaves when they were changing colors and I would listen to my little indie music. That's what I'm romanticizing. That's what I miss so bad. I miss me wearing my cute little outfits and taking cute little mirror pictures. I miss my bathroom that I had. I had the largest shower because I was an RA and so I was given this apartment for free. I had the largest shower. It was the, so large that if I spread out wingspan, my arms, I could not touch both sides of the walls. Like it was that big. I did not deserve it and I will likely never have a shower that big ever again. No, no, no. I'm going to manifest it. I'm going to have a shower bigger than that one day. <laughs> 
And it was just a horrible time with my horrible roommate who put rotisserie chickens in the pantry and rough. It was all rough. And I miss it solely because I had good music taste back then. Like there's one specific video. It was like, uh, Nicole Raffi gives the playlist of her fall. I love that video more than anything. I think it's such a cool video that I made. I miss like the fall energy. I miss the flowers that I had in the background that my mom brought me from her garden. Like you can see them in the background of that video. And I think back to that time and I'm like, what a beautiful time in my life. When in reality, I was hiding from my roommate because it was alone. Well, both of us were alone for the weekend. And <laughs> I literally was hiding from her because I did not want to speak to her and I was getting a migraine likely from my jaw to be honest and all the stress that I was going through and not being able to eat because I was too scared to make food in my kitchen and that was my entire semester and that video itself was like a pure manifestation well not manifestation but like it was a pure example of that and I still romanticize I'm like oh what a good video oh what a fun semester even though it wasn't so I'm happy that I can at least like look back on the bit of fun that I had I did a lot of fun things that semester to be honest like I went to some cool concerts hung out a lot with my friends had a good time that was like my last hurrah before you know moving home really but I do really romanticize that time in my life and it, I think it makes me romanticize fall even more, I realized. Like, I look at fall and I'm like, Jesus, best season ever. And I never cared for seasons this bad. Um, but I think the older I'm getting, the more I'm just associating seasons with certain times in my life in the past. And I'm, like, trying to recreate those moments. But I realize that I can't recreate those moments. Um... And then another part of me romanticizing something is I romanticized the beginning of quarantine. I miss the music that was playing in the beginning of quarantine. I miss how Zoom classes felt in the beginning of quarantine. I miss how everyone was kind of like in unison and like all in it together and actually like doing things that they were supposed to be doing, like staying home. Um, and so this is just a prime example of romanticizing things in your life that should not be and are not appropriate to, but perhaps it kind of may be a good thing because I am looking at the positives in it. But I think overall, I should be learning to appreciate the now rather than the past because when you think about it, every moment right now will one day be the past. Like while I am missing out on romanticizing this moment right now in February, who knows, like two months from now, I will probably be romanticizing February 2021. So I, I think I need to start doing that now. You know what I mean? Rather than thinking back to the past and just appreciating what I have currently. And I think I am getting better at that, to be completely honest. Um, like, I don't know. I think recently I've been trying to be more appreciative of even the smallest things. Like, for example like little routines that I have in my day. Like for example, my skincare. Like I love that time of my day. Or when I make my morning matcha. Like, or me driving somewhere. Like sometimes I'll go through a little bit more of a scenic route for when I pick up pho for my family or something like that. Even the littlest things, I will enjoy time with myself um, because I can't really create like memories with other people right now other than my family which that's true I can be creating memories with them but while I can't be 
you know, out there doing something new and fun all the time, I think it's cool that I can just enjoy the mundane and like the repetitiveness of every day, or at least I'm trying to. I'm trying to really hard. Um, and yeah. Also, something else that... <laughs> something else that I romanticized. I wanted to read these tweets that I tweeted today. It was because my junior year of college with, you know, rotisserie chicken girl and, uh, you know, my fall music and indie music and that whole time of my life, my large shower time of my life. Um, I was able to go to Lush quite often because I was in Philly and downtown was very close. And I never had a Philly by, or had a Philly by me. I never had a Lush by me growing up. So Lush was like a ultimate luxury. It still is a luxury. They're so expensive, but Lush was always like a luxury to me. Um, and being able to go to one, like the only time I would ever be able to go to one was like at the King of Prussia mall. And I was like, wow, that would only happen like once every few years. Or when I would my cousins, when they would come visit from England, I would ask them to bring stuff from England because all of the Lush stuff is actually cheaper there in the UK. So anyway, um, I did want to read you guys this tweet, two tweets actually, because I was thinking about, you know, the shit that I was romanticizing a few years ago. And I realized that one of the scents, I associate scents a lot with, you know, times of my life because I think scents is one of the biggest things that you associate with memories, I believe. And one of the biggest ones was Karma Cream. It smelled like patchouli, not potpourri. I'd like to clarify that. And another was the scrub that smelled like black currant. Um, I don't know how else to describe that scent. But anyway, lovely. I smelled beautiful. I was a sad girl. I was a sad little girl. But God, did I smell good. So anyway, I decided that I wanted to buy those things again because I realized I'm running out of lotion soon and I would like a lotion. And so I'm also running out of body wash soon. And I was like, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to go to Lush and I'm going to buy a few things. However, I go on and I realize that my two favorite items are now discontinued. Lush no longer makes them. And I'm not one to throw a fit whatsoever when a company doesn't have these things, but this is an emergency because this is now playing into my romanticizing uh, time. Like I need to romanticize and obsess over the past. How dare they remove the key elements and products that I need in order to romanticize and obsess over the past? You know what I mean? Anyway, so I tweeted, excuse me at Lush Cosmetics, please bring back Karma Cream. It was my favorite lotion and reminds me of the worst time in my life and I need to romanticize it immediately. Please bring it back. I am so desperate you don't understand. I'm scared I'm going to forget what it smells like. And then I tweeted a few moments later and I said, oh my God, at Lush Cosmetics and you got rid of Scrub Scrub Scrub. Literally that product and Karma Cream were my depression duo. I was so fucking sad, but I smelled so good and I need to smell these products again. Please bring them back both. I'm going to puke from crying so hard. And I wish that I was kidding. Well, I wasn't crying, but I could because I... I really, really, really miss it. Like, scents are one of the things that I will forever hold on to. I still will wear my Pacifica Blood Orange perfume because it reminds me of my sophomore year apartment. Isn't that so sad? Or my one perfume, it's the Philosophy um, Pure, I think. And it smells like, my best friend Kaylee always says that it smells like sunscreen and baby wipes. And it does, 
but it just reminds me of high school. (laughs) I don't really wear it anymore, but I do like giving it a good sniff from time to time. The era that I'm smelling like right now, if anyone's curious, is Glossier U. Um, There was another scent back from high school that I cannot smell ever, ever. I'm not allowed to sniff it at all because it reminds me of a summer fling. And I can't smell that because if I do, then I'm going to feel 16 again. And I can't do that to myself right now. Okay. Nobody needs that right now. It also was not that good of a perfume. It was quite cheap. Um, And by cheap, I don't mean like Bath and Body Works cheap. That's not what I mean by cheap. I mean cheap as in like you smell like a bag of pixie sticks. Like you, that's not, it's not a good scent, girl. So, Anyway, I am going to go to Lush.com, perhaps tonight or tomorrow, whenever I'm feeling, and I will likely be purchasing the Karma uh, perfume. Even though not a lot of people like the scent of patchouli, I do. Also, who else is going to be smelling me? It's just me, myself, and I. So catch me crying all the time, romanticizing and smelling like junior year fall me. Thank you. Um... But yes, sometimes I also have this like thing where I will like snapshot memories in my head. I'm pretty sure I learned about this in a psychology class, but I completely forgot about that because that was like three years ago. And I will snapshot memories like when I'm driving with my mom, for example, like we were driving back from the Polish cemetery (laughs) and I, we were driving and it was like snowy outside and it was beautiful. And I said to my mom, I'm going to remember this moment. Like, I just will remember this moment forever because I was just having such a good time and day that day. Um, Or even like, for example, a drive home from Philly, like on March 12th, 2020, like when I was driving home and moving all of my belongings back home. I know I keep talking about drives, but that's really all like, it's the only places I go. So I'm simply romanticizing car rides, essentially is what I'm saying. Um... But I see a lot of things, especially on young girls' YouTube videos, particularly, like, on best dress videos, for example. Whenever, like, young girls try to, like, romanticize their life, I see a lot of comments that are actually, like, unsupportive of it. Which is kind of surprising because, like, I thought it was, you know, a good thing to be appreciating your life for what it is and, you know, even in the mundane and the sadness of it all of what it is right now, like, being able to look at your life and love it in a sense. I thought that that was a good thing, but I see a lot of people that are commenting and they're like, your life is not a movie. You cannot be romanticizing your life. Like this is real life. Um, And so anyway, so I guess that just kind of like made me confused on whether romanticizing was good or bad. Like I was always under the assumption that it was good, but then now suddenly I'm like, is this a bad thing that I'm doing? I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't feel bad that I'm doing it. I don't know. So while I also think that I should be enjoying the now, I think it's also okay to a certain extent to be looking back and enjoying the good from back then because you don't see me like looking back and romanticizing me like, oh my god, I loved it when my roommate put the rotisserie chicken in the pantry or I loved it when she forgot to blow out a candle and almost set her bathroom on fire or I loved it when she had knives in her room. Like I'm not doing that. I'm not romanticizing that part of my life. I'm romanticizing like... What I did appreciate about that time in my life, like I loved the view from my room and I loved the apartment that I lived in and I loved seeing my friends all the time and I loved how I fucking smelled. So is it really bad? Is romanticizing the past and not so good times in your life that bad? 
I don't know. Makes you think. I can't believe that I've spoken for 50 minutes straight. Well, it's 47 minutes to be exact, but I just simply cannot believe that I have that kind of talent in me that I can speak all like in one sitting in one go and talk this much. It is beyond me. I feel like I am like Trisha Paytas when she would go on America's Got Talent or Ellen and she would be like the fastest speed talker or whatever. And I feel like I should win an award not for speed talking, but being able to like talk about something for that long. And I don't need someone to talk back to me. Isn't that kind of sad? But like, that's how you know I'm an only child. That's how you know I had no issues. I probably did this as a young kid. Like I would stare into the mirror and probably have a podcast with myself. That I've, I've been preparing for this. I was meant to be a podcaster and a YouTuber. Anyway, make sure that you rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you leave it five stars if you wanna. Um, and if you don't wanna, then what the heck. Um, I'm going to read a review because I like reading the reviews and they make me happy and they're very, very kind. Um, so let's do that. I have to find it first. See, this is what's wrong with no editing. Um, someone wrote immaculate on Friday. Thank you so much. Um, okay. Someone else wrote, when you discovered your video, I think they meant when I discovered, when I discovered your video about loving yourself, I got hooked to your channel. I can happily say that you made an amazing impact on my life and I'm on my way to having a more positive life. And I love you. Oh, I love you too. Harry Styles is my hubby. I love that. No, that makes me so happy whenever people say that like I have helped their self-confidence or self-esteem. That means so, so much to me because um, I I don't think I ever thought I had the ability to do that or like help with that. So I'm so happy that all of the random jingle jangle that is coming out of my mouth and I think that helps me that it helps someone else. Um, Additionally, I always find it very confusing whenever people tell me that I help them feel more productive, not in a bad way. Like, I love that. I love that people are feeling like more motivated and productive and want to be able to do their things. But I get that comment so often from videos of mine. Like, it's not even a vlog. It's just like me talking and they're like, this has made me feel so motivated and inspired to like clean my room or something. And I'm like, that is so cool that I have the ability, like my Virgo powers are so fucking strong that it's like clean your room, go organize a bookshelf or something like that. Like that is the subconscious mind of yours telling you to do that because of all the subliminal messages that I'm putting into my videos. I think that's so cool. But I would love for someone to explain that to me about why my videos make you feel more inclined to be like more organized or motivated or productive in a day because I personally don't get it and I don't see it and I don't really talk about productivity or anything in my channel so I would love to know why because I think that's so cool and I don't know if it is just my Virgo subliminal powers and nobody has an answer for me that's cool too I like it being mysterious (laughs) make sure to check out the insta podcast it's just talk nasty podcast on instagram and also check out I saw your tweet, Are You Okay? podcast that comes out on Tuesdays. That's tomorrow if you're listening to this on Monday. If you want to follow me on my other other socials, see, I stuttered, but I'm not going to cut that out because no editing. If you want to follow me on my other socials, it's just at Nicole Raffi, which is just my name. And then my TikTok is at Nikki Nasty. I had fun doing this. I hope you had fun. And I'm going to go kiss myself in the mirror because it's romantic. I'm romanticizing my life. Goodbye.